things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Friday, Dana McCool. How are you doing? Fine as fuck. Well, if you're doing fine as fuck, then I'm doing fine as well, fuck. Fine. It's a Friday. It's, it's uh, we're getting towards the end of the month over here. Actually, yeah. this is the last Friday of the month. So this yeah. Is kind of, yeah, man, I don't know where the hell time's going. I don't either. You're with busy the, with, politicking. Yeah, with the committee weeks, it's just like a big blur sometimes. Yeah. Just going through the motions. And uh, right. anyway, so we'll get some housekeeping out of the way. Okay, go and ahead, we'll go baby. Hey, you don't forget, everybody, yeah. Hey, everybody, don't forget to follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, watch the videos. If you subscribe, guess what happens? You get that notification on Tuesday morning. Hey, it, the video dropped, and you can mm-hmm. check it out. Same thing happens in all the major podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Podbean, you name it, uh, Apple, doesn't matter. Facebook, don't forget to follow us on Facebook at the Smoke and Truth Podcast, where we will put the videos up as soon as we're, so if you don't catch the damn stupid notification on YouTube, guess where the fuck else you can go? You can go to Facebook. And then there's You're Twitter. You're fucking spicy today. I am. Today's a spicy day, let me tell you. God. And then there's also Twitter at True Smoking, okay? You can check it out over there. And then we yep. got the uh, Gonzo at uh, True Smoking, which is our... Email, so you can email some shit in and let's get it going. You know, we want content. So, and, and today's a very special day for a couple different reasons. Uh, so, I'm going to get this out right now because I know last time uh, the production crew, uh, Mikey was all like, he goes, hey, you know, the, the man, the myth, and the legend was like, hey, don't forget to mention the name. So, obviously, everybody knows we got Mark Barker here with us again. Mark, as thank always, you, thank you so very thank much. You. And this one's a special one for me because when Mark told me about this, he was like, hey, we got to get the infamous Mike Scudero on. I was mm-hmm. like, you better believe this. I've known Mike for uh, probably a little more than 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike's, I consider Mike definitely a solid friend. He's a good guy. He's good at what he does, uh, not only the political arena, but also uh, representing a lot of the coastal PBA folks, uh, the law enforcement union. So, uh, Mike, God bless. Thank you so much for coming on, my friend. Well, th- when you said the infamous, you yeah. had me right there. Guilty as charged. You know, I've been, I, I was starting to wonder if I smelled where I was yeah. like, not going to get an invite here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, we've had some prior individuals that you dealt with during the campaign oh, season sure. that came yeah. on. So, anyway, good and bad. Hey, yeah. you want to talk about your lover today? Yes, my lover is the old faithful Posteni from the guys at Cigar Hustler. It's their stuff. Um, it's the Bono, like always. Um, mm-hmm. Please do me a big favor. You guys get a chance, to, or anybody's out in the West Side, you got to come check out Cigar Hustle. It's a great family, great crew out here. Yep. From Mike and Mike Productions to the folks upstairs in the, in the actual lounge, it's it's awesome, man. Yeah, so. it really is. It is. <clears throat> Mike, who's your lover today? My lover? Yeah. Did you not prep him? Your lover. No. The oh. lover, yeah. Well, I, lover. I, I came prepared for a couple things here today. First, this is an actual Cuban Cohiba. I saw that. I was like, that? that? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine brought me a box of 10. He doesn't smoke cigars. He said, hey, you've got a humidor. I think these need to go in one. I said, yes, they do. Yeah. He said, well, how about you hold on to them for me, and then maybe I'll come over once in a while and smoke one. That was about a year ago, and <laughs> I saved it for special occasions Aww, now. That's so awesome. But, but I got to tell you, I also came prepared because ah, I got some shit to go. say, folks. He knows he's going to run the gauntlet to today. Yeah. So I was debating, do I go Wait, on? I need to talk a joke about my lover. Go ahead. Go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I have a fake lover today. Do you, okay. I have a fake lover. I just get it out to begin with. Yeah. I can't smoke anymore. 
my doctors have said, fuck to the no. Okay. I'm going to smoke one once a month. He gave me the wink. He gave you the wink? He gave me the wink All once right. a month. But I just, um, I think that a lot of people already know, but if you don't, I was diagnosed with um, stage four bone cancer, and I'm currently going through treatment for that, and it's highly treatable. And uh, I'm not done working yet. I'm not done with my work yet. So well, I'm going to be good. But this is kind of anticlimactic. You know what this is like? Well, sitting here with this thing unlit? No. This is like banging a blow-up doll on your wedding night. Or like for some guys, it's like Or for some guys, like blue balls. I'm just yeah. it's like, you're right there. And, it's, and she goes, no, not tonight. And you're not like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> what the fuck ever. Hey, Dana, I, you know, I want to tell you that, you know, you have a warrior spirit that I recognize. And you are well-respected, uh, admired, and loved. Oh, thanks, uh, Mark. Both in this community and throughout Volusia County and beyond. And, uh... You've been down this road before, I know, and uh, all good thoughts from the Barker family, and you're in our prayers. And Thank you very much. I appreciate I know that. this is going to work out well. Well, I'll tell you this. I know that True Leave is racking up right now because I've chosen that method for pain relief, you know. Oh, so, good. Yeah, I think it more natural than junking your liver up. My liver's going to have a lot of work to do when my pancreas yeah. is, you know what I mean? So. Um, it, I, I'm going to be fine. You know, it's rough, and I want to let everybody know that you well, never quit fucking fighting. Ever, no. you know I would I mean? comment, but I've already commented behind the scenes. I don't want to get into it on the yeah, show. Yeah, no, because so then you'll yeah, be fucking holding F Elvis and fucking singing Glory <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you exactly. get me on the fucking feel, so we're ready to go. We're ready to bang, bang. <laughs> All right, let's do it. I was just, uh, what the fuck? I went fucking blank for a moment, but it's okay. Don't worry. Go ahead. Oh, baby, here. No, 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 I was just, yes, on my mind, and I was just kind of like, I said, you know what, I just, I fucking blanked out. All right, I need to, I need to do this. Okay, Mark, I loved, loved your scribe this morning. I did. Thank you for writing that on Cat Atwood. If you don't know, she is a dynamo. Um, if you've never met her, she's an amazing woman. And um, so thank you for paying that respect and getting into New Smyrna. I know that yesterday was a, did you hear about the uh, showdown at TPO? I did not. Oh, fuck. Jeez. We're talking about the showdown at TPO Jeez. real quick. <laughs> there, there was some, the chair doesn't approve of the Pioneer Trail Exchange. Okay. And me being on the TPO, I'm just asking questions. Sure. Like, were there federal studies done since we're using federal tax dollars? Right. right? Um, I was asking for numbers, and I wasn't trying to be obstinate you know what i mean but i get paid um or i i have a job to do i'm elected and my constituents want to know these things and like you said it was already a done deal but you know you can make your thoughts known on it but i think that the uh oh god i'm just losing already what is um mr husseini's sister's name miriam Miriam, yeah. yeah Yeah, she 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 threw down yesterday on Jeff a little bit. I felt bad. It was like tennis, you know, watching. But um, anyways, I enjoy your scribes and thank you. I wanna. I hear a lot now. I need to get to know Scudero because my friend Linda, she told me she told me just to sit back and observe, and I said, okay. Linda who? Linda White. Oh, okay. I haven't seen her in. 15 years. You know, Dana, let me tell you, uh, and we spoke a little bit uh, before we began, you know, Mike and I are truly the most unlikely of friends, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, in my previous life as a law enforcement administrator, Mm -hmm. Mike 
served as still as the president of Coastal Florida PBA, which is the uh, union that represents mm-hmm. my agency and many others throughout Central Florida. So we should have been a confrontational twosome, you know, fighting about one thing or another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I quickly learned as an uneducated man that leadership foundationally begins with listening to diverse opinions and perspectives that you can only get from those that are in the trenches. And Mike certainly has the ear of those uh, individuals that are out there doing the job day in and day out. And sometimes when you're sitting up there in the ivory tower, uh, you kind of uh, get away from that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I could, uh, I could get really out there uh, on the wire, you know, specifically over disciplinary issues and invariably what do you mean like what was tell me about that because i just i in contracts i find interesting in that in the expected behavior versus what you get paid or done so tell me about that well i think you know from my perspective you know i i kind of came up in the 80s early 80s -hmm. uh, in this business as a you know from the quote-unquote old school of law enforcement yeah and things change, and uh, if you don't change and adapt with them, you're going to have a, a difficult time. Yeah. And uh, so some of the things, as a as a standard bearer for my beloved profession, uh, I would get very obstinate about you know lines that I would not cross. Mm. And sometimes there are other dynamics and issues that go along with. You know, once you're you're dealing with people and human frailties, <laughs> and Mike had a way of uh, of explaining things to me in a way that he was able to talk me off the wire uh, <laughs> m- more than once, and you know we came up with some really good things. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, what has brought me to today, eight years into retirement, is I'm currently working on something that I want to talk to Mike about uh, off the air. Uh, about doing some, uh, you know, I think these young guys today and what you're seeing around the country, right, where, you know, at 6 o'clock on the day that we're filming this, they will release the body cam footage from a very brutal and tragic incident in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what tonight's going to look like or what the weekend will look like around this country, but it has all of the, you know, everything's in place for some a really bad scene. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we need, I think, is more mentoring, more coaching, more, uh, you, you know, less dictating. Uh, it, is a, it is truly a new generation, and they are facing some unprecedented stresses, things that my generation uh, never had to deal mm-hmm. with. Uh, a lot of this, you know, the advent of body-worn cameras, uh, yeah. you know, is a big thing where everything they say and do is captured. Uh, and and, th- and there are certainly many more positives for this industry that came out of that than, than people thought were there, there would be. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but we, we need more talk about ethics. We need more talk about, uh, you know, this you know, I always thought that this idea of the thin blue line, you know, the the veil of silence, uh, guys know right from wrong. Uh, you know, I say that guys and gals, they know right from wrong. Uh, it's just giving them the avenue uh, to express themselves and to uh, to let them police themselves in mm-hmm. a way. And that begins with a foundation in ethics in in, you know, making ethical right decisions under 
often very stressful, stressful. And difficult. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, can I can I ask you a question? And, and Mark, you yes. can um, interject, please, as a former law enforcement, Certainly. but also Mike, who sees on, on he sees it from a, also a different perspective, but he's also within these um, within these folks as well. When we had um, Sheriff Chitwood on a while back, mm-hmm. made a comment about this, um, but I didn't get to further elaborate on it. And something I want to bring up now, where we're just kind of discussing it, which is, and I know we're probably a little off topic on contracts, but. One of the concerns I've always had is that is the quote unquote militarization of police departments, right? And I get that they're fighting a war on drugs. I really do. And and I'm not saying that I wanna I wanna pull back on some of that. But I'm wondering if it's time to shift the monies a little bit towards what you're talking about, which is making sure look, my biggest challenge is most guys I used to get in a couple fights when I was a kid. Most of these young guys are coming up. Ain't never thrown a punch in their damn life, but they, mm-hmm. they know they want to be law enforcement. Mm-hmm. So what happens? The first thing they run to is the gun or the taser or something like that, right? And I'm just wondering if there's a way to um, reinvest in our officers, right, and, and, and making sure they understand hand-to-hand combat um, fully, right, when we're out in the street, and also trying to figure out ways of how to de-escalate a little tiny bit before they get to that. Because I'll be honest with you. Let me, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little racial here right now, which is the fact that you have a kid who probably grew up in a white neighborhood, didn't know jack shit. And now he wants to, but he knows he wants to be law enforcement and, and throw him in a neighborhood that may be predominantly minority for one, uh, for one purpose or another, or it could be a white trash neighborhood, so to speak. Right. And doesn't understand that climate and what goes on in that environment. And now there, there's whatever attitudes are there for whatever reason may not fully comprehend that. And it's just like, it's game on. And then the first thing they do is run for the gun or this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if some of this is, is creeping in. And I always remind everybody, remember this, any of these shootings that you hear about, I want everybody to remember this always, okay? Don't don't let the media drive this nonsense in this narrative. Most of these shootings that are happening, it's, and some of them are very unfortunate, it's less than 1% of what, I guess, was it, what, um, that gets accounted for across the law enforcement. So I want everybody to put that in perspective. But Mike, yeah. if you could kind of give me your, kind of unpack sure. that little tiny bit, if you yeah, don't mind. Yeah, there's a, a few things here. I guess the first thing is you, you you're never going to take away the fact that this is a, a quasi military mm-hmm. organization, any police department yeah. by its nature, by its structure, by its responsibilities. You you can never, even in the most charming and pleasant of cities, you're still going to have the, the risk every day that someone from a neighboring city decides to bring their shit show yeah. up to, sorry, up to, up to their city and it becomes, you know, a disaster. Yeah. So you have to have the, the SWAT team. Mm. You have to have some of these weapons that you would never want, um, you know, people who aren't trained in them to carry. Yeah. And remember that these people are ter- ta- taught how to shoot straight. Can yeah. they always learn more to Mark's point and can they be mentored? Absolutely. And the good agencies continue to train their officers. De-escalation, Eric, is something that the sheriff is pretty big on. Uh, they he started is. that in Daytona 15 mm. years ago. And it's still being used uh, uh, very well today. Yeah. And look, you know, all you have to do is look at the incident this past weekend in the hospital. Now, sure, she was an old lady. Okay. But she had a gun, mm. and she was on the other side of a door after just shooting, you know, tragically, her husband, who was in, was terminal. Yeah. But they didn't know what's going to happen. If you don't have de-escalation training, they're going through that door guns and blazing. Yeah, yeah. De-escalation training and and training altogether on on crisis situations enable that situation to end peacefully. And of course, we all want that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So training to get there is important, but you're never going to see a police department that can't use force when needed. 
Yeah. And and Mark can tell you that too. You can have the you could take the the most charming, delightful city in this state, and on any given night, they could have someone just parading through town, mm-hmm. doing ten over with a busted taillight, whatnot, gets pulled over and decides it's going to turn into a, a battle. Yeah. I, and, and Mike and Mike and, and listen, I'm with you, and I and I get you're right, and our. By their very nature, they are kind of quasi-militaristic in some capacity, law enforcement uh, agencies. I just, and some of this is also, I blame f- the federal government for not doing their part as well on some levels, and it's putting the pressure on law enforcement communities to kind of come up a certain way to, you know, to to react and respond in ways that we, as layman folk, don't always, may, may not always understand. My brother is in law enforcement, um, and I, I kind of get it, but there are many people who don't have families and they may not fully understand. Um, but I just wonder if there is a, a potential for a shift in the money slightly to just look at and say, hey, how can we have our officers more? Who's, who, who's up at the state? What happened? Who's up at the state? Who's working up at the state? Yeah, no, but I know. Listen, and we're and listen, we're trying to make sure law enforcement has much more money. But that's a, but that's all locally controlled, though. I mean, the sheriffs they control, and, and local police departments they control how they're going to use and um, use those dollars. And so, what I'm just saying is, you know, maybe the next time we're looking at if your department's got two tanks, and you're looking to buy a third one, maybe you stop and just go. Do right, I really need that's to? A, that's a yeah. unrealistic. I, I know. I, I know. I'm. Try, I, I know. I'm stretching. <laughs> and Mark can tell you too. Very few chiefs have yeah. autonomous control over how they're going to spend their money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now they have to submit a budget to the city manager. The mm-hmm. city manager takes it to the city commission, council, whatnot, okay. and mm-hmm. it's got to get approval. Sometimes it gets approval. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they look at it and go, "Sorry, pal." We bought 10 cars in Holly Hill last year. We're not buying any fucking more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mark's had that happen sure. countless times. Right. Things he thought were important, he put in his, his proposed budget. Then come August, it gets shit all over. Yeah. Well, there you, know, you go, I, folks. Now you're hearing the reality how it works. You know, I, I can tell you this, Eric, that, and, you know, and I've been in this business 40 years, right? Mm. I did 31 full-time. I did seven as a reserve post-retirement. I just need to say this, Mark, yeah. that you had the most fabulous mullet in the business. I, I did. <laughs> I, I, honestly, did. In the, you know, I post You uh, and your mullet and Espy and his acid wash Absolutely. <laughs> fucking love that. But, you know, this, this industry has grown uh, so much in that time. I mean, mm. when I started, they gave me a nightstick about that long mm. a piece of lead wrapped in leather called a slap that you oh, yeah. carried in your pocket they gave me a gun uh some car keys and told me the area that i was supposed to patrol wow and uh th- that was literally the extent of my quote-unquote field training there, mm. there there was nothing uh then we've seen the advent i don't even think my agency at the time had a uh formal rules and duty manual uh, you know that's yeah. a, a group of sops and now we see the advent of things like national and state accreditation, mm-hmm. where there's a standardization of uh, policies, uh, you know, across agencies. Uh, you see de-escalation, which was a word that nobody knew I that word never, twenty years ago. Never yeah. taught yeah. Uh, uh, in rookie school, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And but you know, I I was an MP. Uh, yeah. I, I went through uh, MP school in the army. And I can tell you that some of the techniques and tactics that I was taught in MP school would get you federally indicted. Uh, <laughs> they were used this afternoon. And uh, but but from that, but it was some of the best fundamental tactical law enforcement training that mm-hmm. that I ever received. And you know we're coming off a 20-year global war on terror, and there's yep. a lot of young men and women mm. that are that are. Uh, 
ETSing from the military. Yep. And I think that these folks are prime candidates uh, to be recruited into the ranks of law enforcement mm -hmm. because they have that discipline, they have that background, they have the training, they've been under stress, they understand uh you know, things like rules of engagement, yeah. which, you know, equates to uh, use of force yeah. continuums and things. So, um, you know, we're in a bad place right now yeah. in law enforcement because these things, like you said, the media will take them and run with them, uh, fan the flames. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I watched a very passionate interview this afternoon with um, uh, Benjamin Crump uh, in Memphis with the family yeah. of, of the young man uh, who died out there. And I tell you, these things are incredibly emotional. You saw what happened in um, Minneapolis, yeah. where a group of four or five officers using incredibly poor judgment literally changed the face of law enforcement in the course of an afternoon with the uh, George Floyd mm -hmm. case. Yeah. Uh, that continues to resonate uh, across this country today. Mm -hmm. and uh, But the fundamental job of what these men and women do day in and day out, and I know Mike will back me up on this, uh, they are the most well-trained, they are the most disciplined, they are the most ethical, they are the most moral group of individuals. They are so much better educated than uh, the demographic when I started yeah. uh, of police officer, some of the guys that I started work with did not have a high school diploma. Mm. Uh, some of them had come out of Vietnam. Uh, they had yeah. uh, gone into law enforcement. Uh, some of them were grandfathered in before there was uh, a police recruit training yeah. program. They had a gold certificate from FDLE, which was basically, you you know, you've got the OJT, uh, right. so we're going to certify you. And, uh uh, and, you know, some of those guys were some of the best, uh, you know, I learned a lot. And, and my old training officer who, uh, he, you know, he taught me, you take the best and the worst from everyone, mm -hmm. uh, your observations, and dismiss, you know, the bad stuff and, uh, and make the good stuff work for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a result, I became a really good mimic okay. of uh, those things that serve me well. But uh, these, these men and women today is what I'm saying. My my son-in-law is in his uh, fifth or sixth year at Daytona Beach PD, uh, became a school resource officer uh, this year, which is something that I never had advantage of. But frankly, if my boss had told me to report to a school on Monday, I would have said, who the fuck did I piss yeah. off? You know? <laughs> but, it was, uh, uh, but he likes it. Uh, in fact, he loves it. And it's a totally different area of policing than, than I would have ever uh, you, you know, thought it it, uh, it could be, but it's very fulfilling. And uh, so there's a lot more opportunities for these guys than, uh, than in my generation. And uh, I've got a good feeling. I know we're under recruitment and retention yeah. problem right now. I think some of that can be taken uh, care of because, you know, Mike, how many people, uh, when you look at this like a pyramid, very few people uh, retire from this business who, who get into it. Yep. They either uh, are fired, leave, go into the private sector, whatever, and even a smaller percentage retire from the agency that, that hired them. I did. I had that luxury. Uh, frankly, I didn't think anyone else would hire me, and I always felt lucky to have a job, so I just put my head down and stuck it out. But uh, I had the best career of anybody that you you ever want to know. I, I, in fact, you know, I only remember the good things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of bad days, but uh, but I, there is a way that we can reverse that, that we can invert that pyramid. I don't know. Uh, 
I, I, I think so, Mike. And I, but I think it comes from a place where this mentoring thing, this coaching thing that I talked about, where folks a little further down the trail can look back and help these these new and inexperienced guys along things that I never experienced. Um, you know, I was told to keep my mouth shut and my ears open and you know, that that's the way it was. Uh, I'm not sure this, I don't want to say new generation, but that's what it is, uh, that they respond uh, as well to that paramilitary type, uh, mm. scenario that, that I came up in. Sure. And I think there's probably a better way to do that so that their perspectives are considered, uh, and that, you know, that policies and, uh, and things can evolve. Uh, I'm not saying that we have to lower our standards for anyone uh, because they've been the same since Bobby Peel pinned a badge on uh, the fundamentally. But yeah, I you're think just trying to keep up with it, exactly what's right. out there now. Exactly. And what you'll find, I can tell you, is probably half of the cops in uniform today are under 30. So what does that mean? Right. Totally different generation. Yeah. You're never going to cure this problem right here, which is that that generation is not programmed to stay in a job for 30 years. Mm. Any job. That's okay? a good point, yeah. <clears throat> and we have, you know, let's start with the obvious. If you don't pay these guys, they're not going to fucking stay. They're yeah. going to leave, yeah. go to another job, they're out. Yeah. Yep. But even beyond that, the the, the turnover and the gypsy-like mentality that, that this generation has even when you do take care of them, they might still find the grass greener either in another agency or another mm -hmm. career. Yeah. And in a flourishing economy, that's always a problem, yeah. especially the last couple of years. Everybody's a real estate agent these yeah. days. <laughs> well, <laughs> true story. And, and I can't tell you how many cops I know have side gigs as real estate agents. Um, you know, the, the old joke about firefighting used to be firefighting's the best side job a contractor can have. That's true. You got it. And, yeah. and for cops, it's becoming real estate. I don't know right. what it is. So all due respect. Yeah, yeah. You know? But but no, I mean I think you're 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 talking about something that that um yes, you you uh, most of these cops today are are not going to stay thirty years with their agency. Let me tell you they, something. Are, you need a PhD for con the contracts anymore. You know, you almost like, do. It, there's no school to go to for that, Dana. Yeah. Like when I started at PBA fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago, whatever it was now. There, I, I said, well, how do you learn how to do this? They said, you just learn as you go. There's no college course you can take that makes you a good contract negotiator. Well, I know that I tore you know, apart our firefighter contract. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's like give and take, give and take. And, yeah. you know, it's I hate that we weaponize the city against the fire union and the fire union weaponizes. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty fucking sad, you yeah. know, that we do that. Um, give them a good living. You know what I mean? Um, and But this here's the thing that you got to remember about unions. They're doing what they get paid to do. It's like when we were talking, well, came up with the problem. 100%. With, yeah. 100%. Yeah. They're getting paid. But I'm also getting paid to do what I do. Yeah. My job is to be the most fiscally responsible that I can, yeah. right, while supporting you know, supporting it's, it's also community. different, too, because, you know, in, in you know public safety unions, uh, public unions generally, uh, you know, Mike, not only it's not a contract between you and I, mm -hmm. uh, it's a contract between me and 30 or 40 other people yeah. that are uh, each have a, a vote. Equal say. On, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's not only got to try to find middle ground between the city's administration, mm -hmm. but also 30 or 40, 50, 60 other yep. 
uh, you know, rank and, and file. And, and folks, officers. this is a democratic process. Right. Yeah. It's majority rule. It's majority rule on a seven-member city commission that has mm -hmm. to vote on a contract to whether or not to offer this or that or take yep. this or that away. And, it, you know, I've got a vote coming up in one of my agencies next week on a seniority overtime matter, and it's going it's going to be a divided vote, and majority will win. Mm -hmm. And that's what I advocate for. And I tell them, I say, don't shoot the messenger. We're putting this forward for a vote. Yeah. It, it, it maybe is a better way to than, than what's being done right now. Maybe it isn't. That's for all of you to decide. And you know what? They're all calling me going, I feel this way. I feel that way. I said, okay, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to sound like yeah. I don't care, but I'm saying it's not, I don't have a dog in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to advocate for whatever the majority tell me they want. Yeah. And that's the way, the way these things go. Yeah. Overtime is a big deal. Uh, I, I mean, really, when you break it down to what's contributed to pension after overtime, and that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the stigma is that, you know, for firefighters, 24 on 48 off. Right. Yeah. And, and we talk about firefighters being burnt out. And the general public doesn't understand mm. why they would be burnt out. It would seemingly be, oh, they're working only one day and then they have two days off. But they're doing side gigs, too, you know, to to try to support. So it's not that I don't want to support our firefighters. Right. But every other city employee should have the same benefits that firefighters have. You well, know? I've also I've also told some of the folks up in Tallahassee, like firefighters, I've had a private conversation with them. I said, look, guys. I'm not, you know, look, there are moments when I get very anti-union, when you get, like, tasty cake bullshit in Chicago. Like, you can, you know, certain routes that become so inefficient that tasty cake can't make a business anymore. And like, oh, we're moving to Mexico. But on just on the whole, though, I told him, but I think there's a way moving forward with our public pensions, whether it be municipal or at the state level with FRS. FRS. Which is like, you guys got to rethink about this because of the fact that if you don't have that pool coming in, something needs to give a little tiny bit. Yep. And, you know, I don't want to see our folks look. And Mike, you know, if you want to, if you can weigh in on this, I mean, look, I, I, I struggle sometimes because I know where I'm at in life as far as what I do for a living, right? Uh, my main job, right? Which is, you know, I, I work in, in, in Tallahassee at the legislative process and I see our FRS at one point in time being 100% fully funded. And now we're, we're still the, the best in the country, I believe, but we're only at like, I think at 84% now. And so it, it's it's a little discouraging because I know what the normal talking point is. It's like, well, we're, you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul someplace else, but then we put the money back. And I'm just wondering what that's gonna do for us long-term. I mean, yes, I wanna fix, I wanna work with our unions at the state level to fix some of the long-term uh, issues, but I also feel like sometimes, I don't know if we're not doing, well, we're, we're doing well, some sort of service. they outside the circle also. Here's the thing with the politics. I could get behind more of what, I could get behind more of a contract mm -hmm. if it wasn't so fucking political. This yeah. last election year with the politics and unions, just fucking crazy. It's yeah. very divisive. And I don't want my city like yeah. that, you know, divided like that. But it's become political. It's about political power. The unions are about political power pretty much. Cause Some you, of them. Some of them. Which are not. Well, but, you know, Dana, historically, the problem has been is that Typically, the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker out there who will never enjoy the benefits that I have mm -hmm. as the poster boy for the coming public pension crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, and there is animosity. I, I, I get that. But, you, you know, this is a different job. Uh, mm -hmm. it, is, uh, it asks a lot of people. Uh, I know what it's cost me physically, mm -hmm. mentally. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, you know, I don't begrudge these guys what they can get. But... With the 
the transient nature of the younger generation that are coming up, uh, you're not seeing the defined benefit programs like I enjoyed, right? Yeah, no. uh, they're most, a lot of places are going to 401s. They're going yeah. to portable pensions that are controlled individually that are, I think, funded by the, by the government, by, you know, whatever the jurisdiction may be, but, but they can take them with them when they go. That was something that I, you know, I didn't have, but right. what I now have is something that very, very few people in this nation yeah. enjoy. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't really care if Joe average citizen has a pension. Yeah. You know why? And this is real simple. Make this real easy. Eric and I can work in the jobs we do until we're old and gray mm. and no one's the worse for it. Mm -hmm. We're not in a physically demanding job and you can say what you want. You yeah. make all the jokes about firefighters and lazy boys, cops and donuts, whatever, whatever stereotype you want. Yeah. You, at the end of the day, <laughs> The, the world got 30 years, 30 more, more than 30 years of Mark Barker at his best, mm -hmm. his physical and, and mental best, the best reaction time, the best stamina, the best strength. He gave his best years. He can't, would you want, all due respect, would you want Mark Barker to start as a rookie cop in your city today? And no. however old you are you know, these days, the only great thing as you look. The only thing you're guaranteed is a <laughs> I do not back, want that, Mike. No, it's like I think a bad back, back, bad knees, and extremely <laughs> right. poor coping. And, and I equate it. I equate this. <laughs> I, I've, you know, when people, oh, why do cops need pendulum? Okay, here. It's think of them like professional athletes. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't have athletes playing pro football in their fifties. I and can't fucking get behind that. that. Hold on, no, that let, me let me finish. Fucking thing here. Let me finish though. Okay, you, go you're, ahead. You're never gonna pay these guys like they're professional athletes. So I don't if get what well, we pay them, fucking professional athletes. Well, that's with. the whole yeah. Because we're if, stupid as a fucking nation when we have athletes that, for our entertainment. Right, we sit there like a bunch of fucking monkeys, right, and watch, and we have teachers struggling to fucking make it. I I, this whole I fucking country is fucked up to me about. But that. what I'll say is this: How do you get guys coming out of the military, mm -hmm. coming out of high school, whatever, to want to do the physically demanding jobs when what 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 kind of what what becomes of them when they yeah. when they reach the age where they can't physically do it anymore? Yeah. That's why they need pensions. You want to take pensions away from. Like if you want to shutter FRS yeah. to the general employee class, I, I, I can only argue so much with that. Yeah. Because most of those people can do that job into their 60s, even 70s. Yeah. It's the people doing the physically demanding jobs that have to have a reason to want to give their best years to that career. Okay. I get it. Same with teachers. I, yeah. I get it. I get it. I want to talk about dirty politics. Oh, I don't, I'm, I'm clean. <laughs> I've never run a dirty ad. I want to talk about dirty politics. Uh, should, I, should, should, I, should I say something really quick? Yeah. Look at me. I'm gonna just my own personal experience with Mike has been this. Uh, well, Mike, here we go. yeah. My, so I've uh, I've never been on the other on the other end of Mike. Uh, I've been there on the same side as Mike when he's just uh, letting shit go. <laughs> And that's all I'm gonna say. And Mike is Mike is actually pretty good at what he does. Let me ask you when he wants to let go who, of people. <laughs> who is the who is the politician that you like crucified the most? The most? Yeah. Oh, I should probably not admit that publicly. Sure you should. Um, it's just us. I wonder if the statute of limitations is passed. <laughs> uh crucified the most publicly. It's out there. Come on, tell Dana Dana. Probably Ted Doran. 
when really? he ran for county chair 11 years ago. Oh shit! I was on the other side of that one. <laughs> I remember. Well, that. You, yeah, that yeah. was that was David's first year running yeah, for the yeah, house, yeah, so right, we yeah. were working together. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. <laughs> That was a that was an interesting. God cycle. bless Mike Scudero. I'm not a fan of Ted Dorn. I'm just sorry. I can't. I got. I'm just. I, and, it is what it I is. don't have any ill will on Ted. I mean, he, he shouldn't have been running for that job with with some of the things he had in his background. But you know, it happens. Let me ask you this: Who's the shittiest politician in Volusia right now? The county chair, by far. Really? And and Mark and I will disagree on yeah. that. Jeff Brower is a hunk of steaming shit. <laughs> I, I, I knew that was for coming. For dog catcher. Uh, I think he's a hypocrite. He's a flip-flopper. He says one thing to this guy and a nif- different thing to this guy and then tries to convince them both that uh, uh, Look, I'm not going to try to defend Jeff Brower, but what I will say that is, is this. I, I think what Jeff Brower is, I think he's the same guy who ran for office. He's an everyman he was not a politician. I think he got into this business for all the right reasons. And I think he came up against the frustrations that, <laughs> Mike, I think he came up against all the frustrations that, uh, that are inherent to that job. An entrenched staff uh, who, you know, the, the, the tail wagging the dog. Uh, syndrome that has hampered Volusia County for years. He came up against the quote unquote trust issue that has never been addressed over there. Mm. And uh, I think he learned a lot of hard lessons going into it. I think he's got a lot of hard lessons uh, ahead of him. Why did he beat Deb, Mike? He didn't beat Deb. Deb beat Deb. Mm. Uh, That's actually fair. That's that's actually very assessment to make. Jeff Brower did not win that election three years ago. Deb Denny's lost it, mm-hmm. and you, any of us in this room, probably would have run that race against is, is her. She, is she coming back? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope. Tell me something. Who do you like? Common sense. Who do you like? And I better be on the fucking list. Well, I didn't know you until a half hour ago. How so are you feeling? What are my chances? I mean, I, I like what I'm hearing. I think I, you're, you certainly uh, you speak what you mean. How are you on uh, on on writing checks with your mouth that your ass can't cash because that's the problem a lot of our elected officials have like Brower he made a lot of promises to a lot of people and he couldn't deliver on I'm not that ambitious I'd rather overperform than under deliver yeah. I don't think when he made those promises as, as you say uh, I think he had every intent of keeping them uh, I you know I, and a prime example is something I wrote about uh, in this morning's blog was the toll-free beach driving. That was a big part of his platform. Uh, he was held out as a lunatic by his quote-unquote colleagues. I mean, the guy was pilloried, right? And now Troy Kent makes the exact same suggestion, and he's the Oracle of Delphi, right? So, uh, and, you know, it's... And and we'll see Mike, where it goes. We, we right. don't know, I mean... Talking is one thing. Getting right. getting a resolution done and changing it and is another. And uh, Kent was my councilman in Ormond Beach for for many years, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know I uh, it's I don't dislike Troy. I think he's a good man. You know he's a assistant principal at Ormond Middle, mm-hmm. uh, and he is incredibly enthusiastic. I mean he's very. He doesn't have an high off energy. switch. No, he He's doesn't. always high he energy. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, and always always high energy. Because of that, there's a lot for me to make fun of in, in, in yeah. my blog, and I seize on every opportunity. But uh, but you know, he has made the suggestion, and uh, 
Mike and I were talking earlier, the Sons of the Beach, which is, mm-hmm. you know, I Paul's, think... Uh, our, Paul Zimmerman. Yes, our mm-hmm. area's premier beach driving and access advocacy. They're yep. having, uh, on February 18th, their annual meeting at Schnevely Center in Daytona. Uh, okay. That's on uh, Saturday beginning at 10 a.m. I hope Councilman Kent will consider going over there because I think he's going to find that uh, he is much aligned with those folks, specifically on beach issues. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. A shit ton of us are more aligned on a shit ton more of stuff than we want to. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? We really are, but it's the it's the politics of it. You know well, what I mean? We, it's we love to yeah. fight. We love to fight. Yeah. You're, you're never going to take that out of it. Yeah. yeah the, no. the, I mean, you can't take politics out of politics, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Last week, a couple of weeks ago, you were getting all of the Republican kumbaya shit going on here. <laughs> we were talking about that. I know when Republicans. I'm always trying to do kumbaya. Good. I love my governor. You kidding me, man? <laughs> <laughs> Can we have some money back? Yeah. Uh, listen. Th- hey, listen. Webby said we could have some. Sharon said we could have some money. <laughs> That's right. He did. Yeah. Webster's on. Uh, he's got a mission to try and get some money back for mental health back in his district. So, That's right. Anyways. He needs it back in here. And, you know, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to play the cancer card right now. Oh you know, boy. I'm fighting cancer, right? I know. Does Sam know that? Uh, I, well, I do, I, girl, I don't go out talking your personal shit to people. I mean, it's not my place to do that. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Representative Garrison, guess what? My friend Dana McCool's got cancer. She wants to come down to the show. It's a inside uh, joke. I have to talk and drop Sam Garrison's name. He's my favorite state representative. I think uh, he's a presumed next speaker, but he has a really long. Away. Yeah, two speakers away. Yeah, two yeah, speakers yeah. away. He has a, a nice and storied. Um, career in um, domestic violence, and and I think that he can really bring. I, listen, some- you you know how I feel about you know the the I've mentioned made comments about the county chair before, and I just say look, there are some issues that he that he's putting out there that I can't say that I wholeheartedly disagree with. I just, to me, it's always been his method and what, how he goes about doing it that just mm-hmm. like annoys me a little bit. And mm-hmm. then when we're using, and you know what my thing is, right? The whole toe to tap shit. I hate that I nonsense hated that too. because it just denigrates the conversation we're supposed to be having on water quality and water resource. And when you do that, it's your, you're, you're saying that because you're trying to spark emotion on the people. It's an agenda. And mm-hmm. I just don't, and I look, I know what happens in politics. You know, we all do it on some level. I get it. You know what I mean? But I just. What is uh, that, Eric? What? What is that we all do in politics? Well, we fucking, you know, we like to rile people up to get a, to get a response. I mean, like the liberals, right? Who go fucking 2030, end of the world. You know, your crew. You know, they just sit there. And, no, no. <laughs> well, let me ask you something. Which one of your fucking crews? Because y'all have, what, three Republican fucking parties? In Volusia County. Yeah, I think, mo- I think most counties wait, have that. Wait, wait, let me, I need to, wait, I need to take yeah. this moment. Okay, go go I, to the doctor. <laughs> so how many Republican parties do we have? in Volusia County. Uh, officially one. Yeah. And that's really all that matters. All the other stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you, you laugh. Uh, last I checked, the, the the Brand X Republicans didn't do very well this year. But how many parties? Fact, did, how many? How many fucking election they were involved in. Mike, but how many, how many Republican parties are there? I mean, the clubs? You're talking about how many? Yeah. This caucus and that assembly and who gives a shit? Yeah. The REC... Puts out the official Republican voter guide, and everybody else can kiss my ass. <laughs> listen, I'm going to tell you something about that Republican voter guide. I listen. You know how much I love David Sosa. Yeah. Okay, I do. He and I are diametrically opposed politically. Just we are on every fucking thing. 
However, the man has honor. And the bullshit that went down with the whole fucking rule eight thing and and you're supposed to put you are supposed to put your candidates out there, period. That's the shit I'm talking about. Nobody. This is not new. It doesn't make it right. No, no. And so listen, and you're right. Mike is right. And this is where I will. And I've, I've already said this before, even William, I'm not a fan. Listen. As Republicans, our job is to go ahead and make sure, let the voters decide which Republicans are going to be Exactly. That's all my only point. And then in the point. general election, all I care about oh. is, hey, don't put in front of me a douchebag who's going to sit there and be like, you know, he's a criminal or she, right? And don't put that in front of me as my option and my choice just because he or she sells themselves as, a, the, the, you know, that good Republican. That I want you guys to weed out. But everything else, it's fair game. And then let's get behind that Republican candidate, you know, as Republicans, we can, so we can beat the Democrats. But That's all that. I care about. So here's the problem. The fake Republican clubs don't do that. And, and it's true. What do you think FRA stands for? It's, not, it's the Fake Republican Association. Thank you. Okay? And here's the proof of it right here. The, the REC two years ago, three years ago now, did not do a voter guide with endorsements using that rule mm-hmm. eight. Okay, and Jeff Brower's probably county chair today partially because of that. Now, fast forward, here comes 2022. You got the fake Republicans out there doing their thing. They put out a voter guide that does not list all the Republicans. They list only their crazy batshit Republicans that they support. (laughs) And then the REC votes at the end of June, which I'm a member of proudly. And... makes its rule eight endorsements and lists only the endorsed candidates in those races on the guide. And now suddenly that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, if the fake Republicans didn't do it first, maybe we could have agreed to put every name on. You know, Mike, I think the tragedy of this entire conversation as a confirmed, confirmed NPA (laughs) is the fact that these voter guides as effective as they are, it just speaks to the apathy Mm-hmm. Right. It speaks to the lack of thinking for oneself, for exactly. studying issues, mm-hmm. for studying uh, the way an incumbent has voted, uh, what their positions were. Let me ask you something. Does anybody do their fucking homework on any judge, no, any of the judge no, fucking races? <laughs> Fuck no, they don't. The judges, they don't do it on any races. Right. This is what they do no. right here. Right, exactly. Well, and, and you People can't, how, how do we compel... 400,000 people, first of all, to go vote in every election, which they don't. Mm. But even if they did, how do you make them do their homework? Yeah. It's not going to happen. This is a free country. Give you them can the shittiest politicians. You can go in and Christmas like tree a ballot if you want, right. and that's your right to do yeah. so. So that leaves people like me with no other option but to try to advocate for our candidates, my candidates that I work with, so that... They can win. Hey, what is the, the uh, tell me something. It. The Republican Liberty Caucus, where are they at in your, that, that's a different club, right? I don't know how you it's Republicans another one of these do it. It's, it's another But what is their there. thing? What is their Republican Liberty Caucus? Do they fucking think that no, nobody they, else you know, in the world he, likes he, the Constitution? Yeah, well, there's, is that he, what it he, is? Here's my problem with the Liberty Caucus, somebody's break off. And that's what too. I just want to say to you fucking Republicans. Using that platform all the time that you're constitutionalist and all, yeah. who doesn't fucking love the Constitution? Why even? What well, is that shit? <laughs> I can name a few like AOC and a couple others like they would love to trash the Constitution and get what they wanted in the oh day. My, my point is nobody wants to do that. Here, here's my. Eric, uh, you'd be surprised. Hey, let me Dana. sniff what you got in there. You got Kool Aid in there? Let me I have a little bit of Kool Aid. Yeah, you'd be surprised, my dear. I, I will just say this: is that I never thought you a conspiracy theor- theorist. No, 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 no. Conspiracy not conspiracy. There are people who. No, you're getting a little nervous. You're fiddling with Elvis. You're starting no, to get no, no, no. Come here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. 
I know you're about to get me going yeah, okay. in a second. My my concern with the with the Liberty Caucus and some of these other you know these other clubs is or whatever organizations is this. Mm-hmm. What I don't like is the fact that we're moving in an environment where maybe Mike and I agree on ninety percent of the things as Republicans, right? And right. we're like, okay, it's fine, right? But these some of these guys want you to be a hundred percent in their camp, and you, or you can't play with their toys. Can't play with their fucking toys. Yeah. Like, dude, I cannot say a word that hey, you know, maybe former President Trump. There are certain things that I just fucking did not like about the guy. Period. Mm-hmm. Now, I paid attention more to You're what You're not a fucking patriot. Well, that's my fucking problem. If I criticize a guy, then it's fucking patriot. I'm not a patriot, right? If I yeah. say, hey, you know, I'm looking at the governor down, you know, two years from now, if, that, if that's what he wants to do, I'm he's Peter my grabbed pre- him in the. He may be my he, he may be my first choice, but guess what's going to happen now? I got all these guys out here saying, "Oh, you're not a fucking patriot." Yeah, and I, you got some clubs are sitting there going, "Hey, we want you to sign a document or resolution that says we're out for Trump right now." I'm like, dude, we haven't even started yet. What are you fucking doing? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. And that's the shit that bothers me about some of this nonsense within our party. So, yeah. uh, you know, it is where we'll, we'll, we'll forget about it. We'll get behind. We'll get beyond it. But it just it just pisses me off sometimes. And yeah. then, you know, and listen, and Mike's right. Hey, listen, man, you know, if nobody's going to do their homework, look, there'll be times I'll call Mike because I'm not as familiar sometimes. And I say, hey, Mike, so which 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 judge are you backing? Because he's like, well, I'm, I'm with this one. I said, OK, let me do some research. on. I go, yeah, I like that one. That's my judge. <laughs> you see, you that's have, the hardest one. You yeah. have these various assemblies and caucuses and you know other issues and counterfeit republicans except well (laughs) i'm a uh it it, it is all enclaves of like-minded thinkers right it's an echo chamber right right uh in microcosm okay uh, you know, I, I'm a believer. I, you know, I wouldn't be a member of a club that would have me as a member. So, uh, I, I say this as an NPA because certainly the democratic party, they, I'm sorry, Dana, they just don't represent my interest. I was a lifelong Republican, as was my father and grandfather mm-hmm. before him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they no longer represented my interest. You know, when the last Demo- good Democrat was in office, really, it was Bill. I miss Bill. I miss the Kennedys. You know what I mean? That That's the type Kennedys of... Kennedys would be Republicans today. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shut your would... fucking filthy mouth. JFK would be a Republican. No, he would not. My, my point is that I think that this, you know, this country is as Wait, divided. you don't fucking draw the line in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. But it, it, uh, we are so fragmented and so divided in this country. Uh, nothing is happening in Washington. Absolutely nothing. Yep. You saw what happened with the, the speaker. Uh, the vote for uh, on the speaker. How many times was it? I don't know, lost it was count. A no, you it was fuck an, you did not. You know exactly <laughs> how many fucking times it was. Nine, yeah. I like how that pivot. Like yeah. fucking seventeen times. Uh, I remember it was a, it was a great show. Fifteen times. <laughs> so if you guys can ever get together under the same tent and find uh, you know some common ground and pull together, and God knows what the Democrats have to do in Volusia County to to get their shit together. <sighs> Uh, You're looking at the last uh, one, I think. Well, yeah. The last Democrat in Volusia County right, yeah. right here. So, you know. <laughs> the last Democrat in Volusia, Dana McCool. <laughs> Listen, the Democrats don't even want me. <laughs> they say I'm too Republican. <laughs> I'm holding out, damn it. They're stuck with me. Yeah. Hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Blue for life, You baby. have the same problem that our party has. If if you don't subscribe to every, that, you know, 90% yep. is not enough. You're a rhino. Yeah. If you're not mm. 100% with these crazies. Yeah. Okay. I'm a dino. We've reached the point where, Dana, they called Mike Waltz a rhino in this election. Now, how does that make you feel as a Democrat that supposedly he's a rhino? Why? Because they nominated some wackadoo 
that got 14% or 15% in the primary, and when that guy didn't win and they genuinely thought he could, yeah. which shows you how fucking stupid these people are. Yeah. When that guy didn't win, they told everyone to write his name in against Waltz in the general in November. See, that to me is bullshit. And they no, did it to Travis bullshit. Hudson. They did it to uh, yep. um, uh, to, to Corey Mills because yep. Absentini didn't win the primary. <laughs> another another uh, I didn't bring enough quarters. For yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I need it. Let's stop right here. I like talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> he is mega fucking excited. <laughs> He's so fucking turned on. Hey, I mean, I, I've I've got, got... You know, while we were on the topic of, <laughs> um, of uh, the county chair, uh, the guy's name just went out of my head. The the new uh, District 5 representative, uh, he's an attorney from DeLand. Uh, no, it's District 1, and that's Don oh, Dempsey. Don yeah, Dempsey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don. Correct, right. Uh, how do you sort that race out with Bob Gertman? God, I mean, serious, for fuck's sake. It's easy. It's easy. Uh, and, and I didn't have any problem with Barb. Barb's a nice lady. I think a lot of people like Barb, but you know what? That's like saying that the was... Pope prays a little bit. Because Barb is fucking extraordinary, does a lot of shit. I'm gonna give you fucking people. I think even Don would tell you she's a nice lady. Yeah. So I had a, I had a, I had a. So I'll say this on air, right? So I had a private conversation with Don about it, and what I'll just tell you is that Don, to your Mike, to your point, Mike, he had a conversation with Barb, and 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 he told her flat out. He said, "Look, Barb, you did everything you were supposed to do." Unfortunately, the year was the year. My name could have been Matt Holder, and I still probably would have won, because Don did not do anything. I'm telling you, I you know, I spoke to Don several times. I'm just telling Listen, you, I'm Don didn't say do something. anything. I lost a lot of fucking respect, and you know that I have a lot of respect for for <laughs> political process. Yeah. I mean, mostly, right? Mostly. Yeah. But when the fucking governor came out in the school board races, okay, really, really, fucking Fred Lowry, fucking Fred Lowry, and the panty <laughs> sniffer. What's her name? Who's the panty sniffer? Oh, Jesse God. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. The panty sniffer. <laughs> That's lie. who the fuck we have. Are you are you fucking serious? You don't know about this? I must have missed that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she had apparently this on her Twitter page where she, a couple, about a year or two ago before she decided to run and the whole pandemic thing, she put a panty over her head and some shit like that as her mask. And I was just like, holy shit. This, I can't believe this is what we got. But anyway. This is what know, we got. It's hardly a disqualifier for office. No, it's not a disqualifier. But, you know, but I was is, also a big Kim short person, anymore. so. <laughs> Um, hey, listen, you know, it, it is what it is. Look, and uh, to Mike's point, um, and even your son Shane made a comment, look, you know, look, Ron, Governor DeSantis is kind of so, you know, so not so many words, is kind of the, the leader of the Republican Party in the state of Florida. And he's going to try to do what he can to push, um, to push as many Republicans as he can, uh, school board, other races and so forth. However, what I'll just say is that I will tell you this right now. Uh, I can see more of it happening. God forbid the state of Florida, God forbid the state of Florida gets a Democrat. I'm going to tell you this right now. The first thing they're going to be doing is pushing for their all their candidates up and down the, um, the tickets. That's It's coming, you know? You know what I want? I but. just want legal pot. I want legal recreational pot. That's it's all coming. I can fucking care about. It's coming. Yeah. Can, can we talk about that? Because well, I sure, talk about talk that about all the time. Yeah. You know what you can do? You can start by going to your liberal Democratic presidential administration and ask them to drop the federal... There's no Man. way Republicans would ever fucking go for that. No, no, they, you don't need Republicans. The, the Attorney General, that idiot, <laughs> thank God he's not a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> I, I wake up every day and, I, and, you know, you can say what you want about Mitch McConnell. I yeah. go, thank you for obstructing <laughs> Merrick Garland's nomination. God bless America that Dana, that man's I'm, I'm not, not on the sure Supreme Court. I'm not sure that, uh, you know, John... 
Bonner, Boner, Bonner, Bonner, Bonner. 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 He is a uh, a lobbyist now for the right. a lot, cannabis a, a industry. A lot more Republicans are for it than people realize. But what I'm saying is, Merrick Garland could come out today and say we will no longer enforce any federal marijuana laws that's in right. states yeah. that have legalized it, be it for medicinal or recreation. And that's the end of the ball game, kids. Yeah. But he hasn't done that. Why? That's your party. Because Republicans are stupid. That's, that's no, come on. <laughs> that is a, that is he just a, points out to you guys got like the balls in your court right now. So hey. Why didn't you do it last? Why didn't, why didn't you do it three years ago? When? When when the Republicans were in control, why didn't you legalize it? Well, why didn't Obama do it before that? Why didn't I mean, fucking whoever? It can be do done. It. It, it, the, the attorney general could come out tomorrow. Any attorney general, any yeah. sitting attorney general. Why don't you get to work so on that? We're not going to prosecute this get anymore. Get to work on that. <laughs> I got bigger shit to do. What are you doing right now? I'm smoking a cigar and chatting no, politics. No, no, no. I need, I need to know. Well, what are you doing? It's the off season politically, obviously. Um, it picks Is that up, really though? For fuck's sake! I mean, it, it it can pick up quickly at any given point, but you know, for the most part, the heavy lifting gets done in the even years, and the yeah. odd years are when I go on cruises. There you, you know, and the odd years are when you can have a little fun and and relax a bit because of the even years, it's not so easy. Not I when you have ten candidates every year. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Look, but I don't want to leave this topic just yet, Donna. Uh, uh, Dana, the uh, it, Mike is right. This is a decision that has to be made at the federal level. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't even think cannabis companies can bank their money right now. They can't, they no. they don't. Right. They they can't use credit cards and, and exactly, shit. It's right. really complicated. Yeah. And uh, it has to be done at that level, I think, before the states. As former law enforcement, what do you think about that, Mark? I am the probably uh, one of a very handful of former police chiefs that will t that are, is in full support of yeah. marijuana mm -hmm. legalization yeah. this came up in your are we allowed to say where you used to work or do you not like to do oh that? sure yeah i was at a meeting two meetings this week with holly hill cops yes and this they asked me they said you know will this ever change do you see because you know cops you'll still get fired for using medicinal prescribed yeah, yeah. marijuana yep. yeah and, and they asked me, when's that going to change? I said, when the federal government announces they're not going to prosecute anything and no longer enforce in states that have legalized mm -hmm. it. That's all that's stopping it. Right. And, and the minute that happens, my job as the, as the police guy gets a lot harder because we're going to have to go and one by one negotiate a new drug yeah. testing policy in all of our agencies that no longer prohibits it because yep. if there's no federal ban and the state has legalized it even for medicinal only, you can't go after cops that, that use it anymore. Yep. Yeah. If I've had that conversation yeah. with some former colleagues about what what mm -hmm. will you do the first time, you know, an officer shows up testing positive for marijuana and pulls out a medical marijuana card. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the it's no it's no use. No, right. There was other there's other issues. You know, technically under the law, I don't think a person with a medicinal marijuana card can also have a concealed True. weapons yep. permit which is complete mm -hmm. bullshit it's, yeah uh, I complete agree. bullshit uh, when was the last time and someone when was the last time someone smoked a joint got high and went on a shooting spree uh, well mm. not me bed. i just want doritos yeah mm. they go to bed they, they yeah i mean you know, more people on alcohol creating domestic violence issues and shooting people up or yeah. beating dogs yeah. you know <laughs> right i'm, I'm 62 <laughs> years old i have uh, because of my career i i'm probably the only guy you know i've never smoked marijuana i've never tried it eric uh, have you smoked it what have you smoked it a long time ago did you inhale oh yeah, yeah. mike did you this is a, a cuban is the biggest tobacco related law i'm gonna break 
Okay. You know, or, or have broken. Uh, you know, no, I, I don't. Not. I don't say that. Uh, you know, as a holier than thou thing. It mm-hmm. was just my career track was such that that was an ender, and yeah. I, I wasn't into it. And as a young guy, my father said, "I don't see anything positive to it, son. If you right. do, bring it home, and I'll try it with you." Right. Uh, so. I don't know what he ever said to me, but I just never, I shied away from it. When you ask me that question, I'll tell you this. It's not because I'm trying to advocate for anything. Obviously, I already made my my position known on this issue. I said, look, it's just, hey, if you're going to legalize, legalize it, create the parameters and so forth and so on. I mean, fully legalize it, right? Right. Um, Because I think there's definitely a a shift of of mind going on in this country because I think more and more facts and data are coming up about marijuana. In many ways, some ways we're still learning. No, absolutely. Um, And so I'll just tell you, but not today, if you ask me today. I don't personally care for the shit, honestly. I really don't care for it at all. However, I don't want to also impede on somebody's ability to be able to do that. That's Look, their, I have a you know. dear friend of mine. He was my partner in narcotics. He and I had lunch a few months ago. He lives in another state now, but uh, he was seriously injured in the line of duty. Uh, can't sleep uh, was, you know, the whole opioid issue, yeah. uh, the rest of it. He got a medical marijuana card. He vapes it. Mm-hmm. at night before he goes to sleep and he told me man to man eye to eye that it is the only thing that has helped him i'm not surprised and yeah. uh that made a believer out of me because i know what he and i did together and and the things that we went through uh and that that sold me if he tells me that there's something to this medicinally yeah. uh, I, I believe yeah. what he says and i will tell you this too as recently as this morning that the doctors because i'm in quite a bit of pain um, and the doctors gave me a narcotic, which I don't subscribe mm. to. I mean, I know that there's a useful purpose for it, but lighting up and smoking pot, it's for me, the easier, softer way, you know what I mean? And I prefer that route because my liver is going to be working really fucking hard trying to, yeah. you know what I mean? Detox a lot of shit well, they're putting in me. And I just, I'm an advocate for it. I'm a lifelong advocate for it. I see what it does for people outside of the whole, you know, hippie thing. Um, but controlled, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rigorously controlled. And you know, I, I was in a liquor store at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, not not proud of the fact. <laughs> We're all stunned, Mark. I, I, I have a party this evening. And I it's needed in there, to, folks. I had a party this evening that uh, you know I needed to get some supplies for. And uh, I, was four five, I was four or five deep in, in the line <laughs> at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m. Yeah. Okay. So um, rock and roll. I'm I'm just telling you that I think there is a place for recreational marijuana. I think it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Uh, Hey, can I ask? um, I need to ask the boss about my time. I lost track of time. Okay, he's All saying right. we have zero time. I was just I was just gonna nod to you that yeah we we were. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry about that, boss man. He keeps us straight. Yeah, he keeps us straight. So listen. Oh, my God. We could sit here for another hour, I'm pretty sure. It was oh, some yeah. Patreon content. We'll bring you back for some Patreon content. We'll do content. this again sometime. Yeah, yeah I'd love to do it again. Mike is always uh, – I used to listen to Mike when Mike used to go on Mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless the man. Uh, unfortunately, it yeah. was untimely passing. But I just – Mike mm-hmm. used to go on with him. And Mike and Mark had a very good relationship. You used mm-hmm. to talk about Mets, baseball, and not just politics in general. Right. Uh, Mike is a big Mets fan. And so, Rub it uh, in. Thanks. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, listen, Yankees haven't been doing too much in the last number of years either. So I just listen. But uh, and it was always good to listen to. Uh, I would always take time to try to whenever I could listen to Mike on it because it's always just like I say, he's a friend. And Mike's always a wealth of knowledge when it comes to politics, especially in Volusia County. So we want yeah. both of you back here. Thanks for coming, showing Thanks up. For Thanks for, for continuing Absolutely. your blog. Thank you. 
I have a feeling that you and I are going to be friends. Oh, I think so. <laughs> I think I, 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 some of my best friends are Democrats. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> I know what that means. Yeah. In Southern speak, I know what that means. <laughs> Listen, guys, thank you for joining us again this week. Um, again, you know, all of our social platforms uh, will drop on Tuesday morning. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank our guest again, Mark Barker. Yes. Uh, thank you. Always. Thank Mike you, Mark. Sidero, thank thank you. you so much. I appreciate it. Thank and, you, guys. Uh, Thank you for holding it down too, Eric. Oh, I'm trying, my dear. And just remember, guys, if it's important to you. It's important to us. Peace. Bye. This has been The Smoking Truth with Dana McCool and Eric Raimundo. Listen for new episodes every Tuesday at 8 a.m. This has been a Mike and Mike production.